0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Tricky Takes podcast, presented by Fam Sports Industries. As always, you got your current host with us. I'm Billy. You got my boy Austin with us. What up? We got Connor with us as well. How you doing? We just wrapped up week 18 of the NFL regular season. So, playoff brackets are officially out. We know who's in. We know who's out. Um, so we're gonna get into that, go through our brackets and kind of see who we have uh making it to the Super Bowl and eventually winning the Super Bowl. Uh gonna hit on a little baseball here. We got a couple of things in, in the world of baseball that we want to touch on real quick. Um then finish it up with the tricky fifty finale reveal who the winner was and how the season went down. Um so yeah, first off, anything you guys wanna recap from week eighteen.
1: Um, I'm still not used to <laughs> week eighteen. Yeah, it feels weird a little bit saying week eighteen instead of week seventeen being the final week. But um, yeah, I, I've I've enjoyed the the extra week of football. Um, I think it's a good decision. Maybe even uh, a week nineteen in the future. But you know, have one. Uh, you'd have to throw in a bye week, another bye week at, at, at that point. I think I don't think players would go for a, an eighteen game schedule without a bye. Um, it's interesting seeing all the, the records broken. What do y'all think they should do about this? Um, like you see, whenever you see another a record get broken in the extra game, I mean, obviously the NFL used to be 14 games before it was 16. So like, you know, records get broken as seasons get longer, but, um, I mean, should, should the old record still stand?
2: I would kind of like to see like a double record holder like a a current for like the season of this many games length season of this many games and, you know, the 14 game back where they started, I'd like to see a record holder for each of those eras because I mean, even throughout the game, it was very different. You know, it was much more run heavy back when it was a, a 14 game season. And now, you know, as we see with Pat Mahomes, it's, super pass-heavy. I mean, a lot of teams are scoring, you know, through the air. Most of their yards are through the air. So, you know, the the league has shifted a lot. So, I I think we're going to continue to see records broken. And, you know, obviously, as we expand it, it's going to just inflate those numbers even more.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, how they they go back and show stats over the years and, you know, they say, you know, this was since the Super Bowl era began or whatever, you know, uh, I think it would be nice to kind of have, like, you know, so-and-so was the record holder for receiving yards, you know, prior to the increase in games or whatever. But find a way to do it because, yeah, it is a little, you know, cheap because, you know, who who knows what those records would be if those guys that originally set them did have another game. Um, You know, would these guys even be breaking those records? Maybe they're, you know, 50 yards short of said record or whatever. Um, Yeah, I think it would be interesting, but, I mean – Nonetheless, still impressive, you know, the seasons we're seeing over and over again from especially I feel like these wide receivers, these young receivers, the numbers they're putting up are just crazy right now. And like you said, Connor, it is a more pass-heavy offense or pass-heavy game right now. Um, But still, I mean, these are some of the best athletes in the world doing incredible stuff every week. And, uh, you know, definitely can't discredit them, but also their record comes with like a little bit of an asterisk next to it, you know. Maybe not breaking a record, but setting a new record. I guess.
1: Maybe yeah. The uh the record that jumps out to me when you think of, um, like fourteen game records. I mean, this is an absolute killer record to have. Uh, OJ Simpson. Yep. Um, <laughs> had a it's definitely killer. Had a two thousand yard rushing season, um, in fourteen games. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. It...
0: 1978 was the first year they had a 16-game season. Mm-hmm. Okay. From 1978 to 1989, the 16 games were played over 16 weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that they did give them the bye week, though, because I just feel like it refreshes a lot of these teams. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, that,
2: The so NFL cool. is such a meat grinder of a sport to play. It's I, not like baseball where you can go out there and play, you know, 161 games and be fine. I
1: feel bad for all those teams who have, like, uh, the bye week super early because yes. it's like a you're getting more. the bye week. Yeah, exactly. You're getting the bye week when you don't need it, and then you're having to play, you know, 12 games straight afterwards. Yeah, that's a gauntlet for sure. Um, but, yeah, speaking of,
0: you know, Week 18, what games stood out to you all?
2: Lions and Packers. That that was a fun game to watch, and seeing the Lions kind of finally overcome that that hump that they've been on against the Packers for, gosh, decades now. Pretty much the whole time I've been alive, uh, it, it was pretty great. See them, you know, keep Aaron Rodgers under five hundred while they went above. Uh, you know, that just that, uh, you know it meant a lot to the fan base. it Has been with that team for for years. Uh, they haven't had a lot of success, and just just seeing that team the way it started the season. And even last year, moving into this year and, and how they just kind of overcame all the odds and put together such a, a great finish to the year, you know, that, I, I really like seeing stuff like that happen. I think that's going to be a real fun team to watch next year.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That was a really fun game. It was one of two games uh, that I would say stood out to me. The other one being Houston, absolutely <laughs> um, shooting themselves in the foot for the second year in a row, I believe. Mm-hmm. They just handed away the first overall pick. Um, I can't remember if it was last year or it was 2020. One of the two years they had the first overall pick just sitting there for him. And then they threw it away just like they did this this last week.
2: It, it was last year, I believe. Um, gosh,
1: I can't believe they did that two years in a row. I mean, it's supposed to show <laughs> that the players don't care when you're on a losing team like that, like every single one of those guys is fighting for a roster spot, trying to prove themselves in this league. There are a lot of them are young um, and um or unproven. And I mean, they're trying to make a paycheck. A lot of them had incentives to, to hit, you know, for, um, you know, raw yards or catches or tackles or something like that. And then others are literally just bubble guys who are hoping to be on a roster, you know? And so obviously they're going to play their heart out. And then Levy Smith, um, I think he was probably getting fired either way. So he's like, why not go and show that I can win a football game um, for, you know, other potential uh, teams that that could be interested in hiring. So, um, yeah, this just goes to show uh, it was it was so funny watching the fans and every time (laughs) Houston scored. Every single person in the stadium didn't matter what team they were rooting for was disappointed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that too. There was was not a happy face in the stadium. Yeah, when Houston was
1: scoring, everybody was upset because the Houston fans wanted to lose and the Colts fans wanted to win. So, yeah, Uh, but it was an incredible game. It was a good game back and forth
2: for sure. I think they they need the Hail Mary to win it.
0: I think it's kind of ridiculous that. The Texans did fire Levy Smith because, realistically, I mean, what were your expectations?
2: Yeah, for, he didn't underachieve. No, no. Like
0: he couldn't. I mean, he had to have overachieved, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's kind of stupid. Like, I just don't know what he, he did. Make
1: some poor dis- coaching decisions. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you're looking back, back
0: seasons now. You're firing your head coach. I get it. You don't have like a franchise quarterback that you're trying to build around. So like, there's kind of that, you know, but you know, how many free agents are going to go want to sign with a team that fires their head coach after every year? You know, it's just kind of a, I don't really know what their future is or what their vision is. I guess it's probably either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud is their, is their vision. Um, I don't know. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. And then Another awesome thing: the Bills returning that opening kickoff.
2: Yeah, that, that was, was so awesome. Ready.
0: That was that was a really good game, though. Um,
2: it, it ended up being and, one, yeah.
0: Yeah, the Pats put up a fight. Mac Jones actually looked like he knew what he was doing on the football field, which was nice to see uh, for Patriots fans. And then another AL a- East um, <laughs> AFC game: the Dolphins and the Jets oh, that well. actually a barn burner down in Miami. <laughs> um, I know it, it was what nine six Dolphins, oh, and mine oh, oh. was like plus three and a half Jets, and they get the safety at the end. Yeah, so, yeah, put it away. I feel bad for those Jets people right there. But, um,
1: was 11 to six score Did anyone I believe see that? Well, it has to be right.
2: Um, no, it's
0: gotta be.
2: It would be the first one of the season, though, wouldn't it?
0: Well, yeah, a
1: score, I mean,
2: yeah, ever. Well, I know, but last season I feel like there were a couple score gummies that we got.
1: Oh no, we we have a, we've had other oh, score gummies. Um, yeah, we've had this season a there's been there's been a few. Um, eleven to six. Yeah, he's a he's a free agent, so it's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. to see if the
0: Lions keep him or if they move on. Because I know there's been some talk. I've seen a couple mock drafts that have Bajon Robinson probably running back one out of the draft going to him or going to the Lions. So. Uh,
1: I would be shocked there. I think I would too. The the team that I expect to make a move, move, um, the team that I'm, or I don't know if expecting is the word. I'm hoping that goes and signs Jamal Williams to the Ravens. I think he would do great in that system,
2: and they need some consistency there because J.K. has been hurt his whole career, and they just can't get anything going at the running back position.
0: It's been that way for years, though, in Baltimore. Yeah, true. Um, let's see, any other games? J.J. Watt, final game, two sacks. Yeah, two game, sacks. Go out out. Jags, obviously. Oh, Jags-Titans, yeah, that was yeah, a good game. All the back that was a fun head. one. Yeah, that was a great game. Um, and the Chiefs, My aunt and uncle were at that game. Fun, fun. The Chiefs did a little carousel. Uh,
1: <laughs> what a play So, so disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> what was the score at that point in the game? It was still early. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was I, pretty I close. I think that was their second touchdown of the game. Yeah. And why break that out in Week 18? That's when you got to save the playoffs. You would that, think. I, don't know. I,
0: mean, <laughs> I think that's when you, you you break out when you already have your spots secured. And Who, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> whose play design was that? Was that an Andy Reid play? Was that a Biennemi play? Or was that a Pat Mahomes play?
0: I think Travis Kelsey probably. That's exactly that. like what it was, too.
1: <laughs>
0: I could see it. Um, but anyway, you guys want to get into our brackets and uh, get to talking about those? Yeah, oh, yeah, let's do it. All right, Connor, lead us off, man.
2: All right, so uh, round one, starting over in the AFC, you got the uh, the Jags and the Chargers is the first game I did. And, uh, and that one, I, I actually picked Jacksonville. Uh, I, I like the way that they've been playing the last couple weeks. Uh, they've been fighting hard, and I just think that they're going to edge one out over the Chargers. Uh, who haven't really looked amazing to me at any point throughout the season. I know they've had a lot of injuries and stuff, but I just think the way Jacksonville's playing right now and all that young talent they've got is finally hitting on all cylinders, uh, especially with like Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence really picking it up. Zay Jones has been having a really good second half of the season. Uh, so I, I like the Jags to, to move on there. Uh, Bengals versus Ravens. I, I got the Bengals. They, they've, really picked it up since those first couple of weeks where they were slow. Uh, and then Bills versus Dolphins in a rematch. Uh, I, I got the Bills. Again, you know, they're, they're one of the best teams that's been the league the uh, last couple of years. And that's just going to continue. Uh, it's the Bills by, by probably two scores is what I'm thinking. That team is just on fire right now. I, I think they're going to keep up the momentum uh, from, from that just opening kickoff, which again was just such an amazing moment to see. And I think they're going to carry that through uh, over into the NFC now. Uh, the Bucks versus Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys in that game. Uh, don't really like the Bucks. They haven't looked good all year. They're really only in because their division is so horrible uh, that they kind of got in by default. It felt like, uh, even though it is Tom Brady leading them, I just don't see them moving past the Cowboys. Uh, Vikings versus Giants. I'm actually taking the Giants. I think that the Vikings' luck is going to run out. They've won. I think Austin would know for sure, but I think it's like 12 one-score games or something this season, something crazy like that. Uh, they they, They haven't been blowing anybody out. And then when they do lose, they do get blown out. But I think the Giants win a close one here. And then uh, 49ers versus the Seahawks. Uh, Unfortunately, Geno Smith's great season. It's uh, coming to an end as Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense is just going to keep running like they have been all season out of that game. Uh, It's just there's too many weapons on that team. And, you know, the 49ers are going to be able to move the ball and run it well.
1: All right. So uh, I'll I'll go in the same order you did and the uh, Jacksonville versus the Chargers game I've actually got the opposite I've got the Chargers moving on I uh, I'm really excited for this game it's a battle of two of the the big name uh young quarterbacks in the in the AFC although there's a lot of those but um to me these are two of the guys who have the most upside for their careers and uh Lawrence and Herbert um I've got Herbert eking this one out simply because i just like the team that surrounds him slightly more than the team that surrounds uh, trevor lawrence and that's mostly uh due to the receivers and defense and and secondaries but um we'll see on that one i think it'll be a fun game next game i got cincinnati taking on balt uh baltimore and you know just kind of mowing them down. I think Cincinnati is going to be a buzzsaw in the playoffs, just like they were last year. So I've got them moving on. And then Buffalo, Miami, a few weeks ago, I would have said I actually like Miami more, but um, Miami has not looked great the last few weeks. And Tua's health is in question. We'll see. Um, So I've got Buffalo moving on. And then over in the NFC, I as well, I'm not a big fan of Tampa this year. Um, I, you do need to be worried about Tom Brady in the playoffs as well as uh, playoff Lenny. Those two could make some magic happen, I think, but, uh, I, I, I gotta go with Dallas. Um, if Dallas loses this game, I think it's time we have a serious conversation about Dak Prescott <laughs> because, um, he leads or is tied for the lead in interceptions this year and he missed five games. People don't realize how, um, bad his season was um and then in the Minnesota Giants game I've got Minnesota moving on um Minnesota's just a better team uh, at almost every single position I, I really don't know if you can make an argument that the Giants have a better position group at all at any point um and then they're both two great head coaches here um first year hit or for you know with their new teams um first year head coaches for both of them maybe O'Connell I think has never been a head coach before and I don't think Dable has either. So yeah, that's super interesting too. Um, I like Minnesota. They've, you know, shown that they can win uh, these type of close games. So if it comes down to a close game, you got to like Minnesota more. Uh, And then San Francisco versus Seattle, San Francisco is a buzz is going to be a buzzsaw as they have been the last several weeks. Brock Purdy looks like the truth over there. We'll see how he holds up in the playoffs. It's obviously a completely different atmosphere and he's a rookie. So I think you got to be a little bit nervous about the whole Brock Purdy situation, but big cock Brock, I trust for round one against Seattle at least. All right. So starting off in the AFC,
0: Jaguars chargers is a very intriguing game because I have not been sold watching the chargers all year long. Uh, They've been very streaky, but then again, they've also been very injured Uh, watching Jacksonville lately. They've been hot. They've been playing well, right? They've, been hitting on all cylinders when it matters the most. Starting to hit their stride, figuring things out. In Duval. Jeez. I want to – I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think just that home environment along with uh, just Trevor Lawrence and the way he's been playing lately. Uh, if ETN can get going on the ground, the Chargers have a very bad run defense. So I think that will play a major factor. And I also just don't trust Brandon Staley to not screw up in some fashion. Um, So I'm going to go in Jacksonville there. Cincinnati and Baltimore with Lamar's health still in question. Um, Definitely going Cincinnati there. I think Cincinnati has a shot to find themselves in the same place they were last year, which is the Super Bowl. So going Cincinnati there. Miami Buffalo, I think this is all Bill's. I think, you know, the the Dolphins have been through a lot this year um, regarding injuries, and with Tua's health, as Austin said, still unknown whether he will play or not. I do not trust Skyler Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater to go up to Buffalo and uh, beat Bills Mafia, so I'm going the Bills there. Moving on to the NFC, Dallas and Tampa. I just don't see a way that Tom Brady doesn't win at least one playoff game I, I gotta take the tampa bay buccaneers i've been saying this for years i don't think dak is a very good quarterback and uh, if they lose this game it's going to be really interesting to see where the cowboys stand because they will likely be looking for a new head coach a new oc um you know so i'm going to take the tampa bay buccaneers there i think tampa tom gets it done What I'm worried about is that offensive line going against Michael Parsons and the rest of that defensive line uh, for the Cowboys. But I think that Tampa and Tom Brady get enough done to pull out a close win here in the first round. The Giants and the Vikings, I think the Vikings have come too far to take a first-round exit. I think they're a very well-built team. Their secondary is what concerns me, but... Daniel Jones and the weapons he has on the outside, which I know he has had a good year. I just don't know if he's going to step up when it matters. Then again, Kirk Cousins in primetime also scares the hell out of me. Um, So I think the Minnesota Vikings take another one from the Giants. They beat him earlier in the regular season. Uh, I, I think that Minnesota gets another one here and moves on. And then Seattle and San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco is was my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, a lot has changed with the quarterback situation since then, but I still think they're the most talented team in the NFL, uh, offensively, defensively, special teams. I think their coaching staff is phenomenal. I think uh, they get it done. Hate to see Geno Smith's run end here. Uh, he'll be an uh, unrestricted free agent after this year, so we'll see where he ends up, if it is not Seattle. Uh, but I think his run ends here, and the, and the Niners uh, move on to the second round.
2: Yeah, uh, that Niners team is going to be something. But moving on into round quick, two. I wanted
1: to just update. So if you were to combine all of our, our votes on round one, uh, collectively, two out of three took uh, the Jags and then Cincy and Buffalo were unanimous. Uh, two out of three took Dallas. Two out of three took the Vikings and then the 49ers were unanimous. So that's our prediction as a, as a group for for round one. Yep.
2: Yep. All right, moving into to round two now. Uh, over in the AFC, we've got the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Uh, I like the Jaguars this year. Uh, that was my pick moving out of round one. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks that I've ever seen play the game. Uh, so that they're going to steamroll the Jags and really whoever they play, I feel like, uh, in round two. Uh, it's just not going to be close. They can run that carousel play every time if they want, and they'll probably still be successful. Uh, the second game, uh, Bengals versus Bills. This is going to be a fun one to watch if it happens. Uh, both these teams, uh, you know, are, are looking to prove something after their exits last season. Uh, you know, but I've got the Bills just edging them out. Uh, that team, they've they've come so far. They've you know, I had a lot going on the last couple of weeks. They didn't get to finish their game uh, a few weeks ago uh, due to the unfortunate incident. But the Bills are just an amazing team top to bottom. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, all those weapons that they have, uh, they can score at any time. Uh, I just like that Bills offense to, to overpower the, the Bengals. And the, the, I think it'll be a shootout, but the Bills are going to edge them out. Um, moving on to the NFC. Uh, I took the Eagles versus the Cowboys uh, in round two coming off the bye. And with Jalen Hurts having even another week to fully come back to full speed, uh, he even looked great this week in week 18 to give him that first round bye. But uh, as long as he's healthy, this Eagles team is absolutely disgusting. They've got the best offensive line in the league. Their run game has really been second to none all season. Uh, I I think they're just going to steamroll the Cowboys here. So I got them moving on, and then I had the Giants and the 49ers. And again, you know, the 49ers, that team is just, again, stacked top to bottom. They're going to steamroll people. And so, you know, I got to take them, you know, with Christian McCaffrey, Kittle, Bosa coming off the end. Now, you just got all these weapons, and with Brock Purdy playing as well as he has been, uh, I don't think the Giants really stand a chance. All right, so um, for me, I've got
1: the the Chargers moving on, not the Jags, um, but I don't think it would matter either way. I've got the Chiefs winning this game. Doesn't matter who they're playing against. You know, they've got they just got such a crafty veteran at quarterback. He's the oldest uh quarterback on that half of the bracket, believe it or not, at twenty seven years young. Such an old man, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I've got him at taking. Yeah, the Kins can sit on the next round. Um, and then uh, Cincy Buffalo is a, a good matchup. Um, but I've got Cincy, like I said, uh, I think they are going to be a buzzsaw and I think they're going to sail smooth at least through the first couple rounds. So I've got Cincy winning this one over in the NFC Philly versus Dallas. Uh, I think Philly handles this. As long as Jalen Hurts is healthy, they're the team to beat over there in the NFC. Um, It would be an upset if they lose for sure as the number one seed. Dallas is a team that could do it. Dallas could could show up and beat anybody, as could most of these teams in the playoffs. If they show up, they could beat anybody. But Dallas, for sure, that defense has the ability to play lights out. And if anybody's going to keep Jalen Hurts in check, it's going to be Micah Parsons but nonetheless Philly I think we'll move on and then Vikings versus 49ers and this is another really close matchup the Vikings and the 49ers have don't have much history playing together against each other I was looking at their their match history earlier today and the Vikings drop all time but they haven't played but like maybe like three or four games since 2015 or something like that so um, there's really not much to look at in terms of their head to heads. Um, so I just have to kind of have to look at the teams and how they're, they're situated. And I just don't know if I would trust really either of these quarterbacks in the situation. I think this is going to be when Kirk Cousins starts to get a little shaky. And I don't know if I trust Brock Purdy as a rookie in the situation either. So then it boils down to the rest of the team. And I just like, the Vikings skill players much more. Justin Jefferson's the best player on the field when he's out there. And uh, Christian McCaffrey is a close second, but I think Dalvin Cook is closer to Christian McCaffrey than anything like Brandon Ayuk would be the Niners' best receiver. So um, I think, I think I've got the, the Vikings winning this one. And again, it comes down to that. The Vikings just have shown the ability to win all the close games. And if it is the, if it is a close game, which I'm going to predict almost all these playoff games to be, I've got to like the Vikings in a close one. They've shown the ability to win.
0: I have the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Kansas City. I just don't think Jacksonville has enough to overtake a team like Kansas City that does this every year, you know, secures the number one spot in the playoffs, sits at home, watches teams, see who's they're going to play. Game plans for them for another week. Um, I think Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, all the weapons they have. The Jags defense is not very good. So I have Kansas City uh and a pretty pretty handle handily win there uh for KC moving on to the championship. Then you got Buffalo and Cincinnati. This is such an interesting game. I mean, it's like it's meant to be, right? Um interesting this game will be in Buffalo. I just like the Bengals. I think what they have offensively, defensively, Joe Burrow isn't even getting touched right now, basically. Um, The O-line's really stepped up. So I just like the Bengals' offense over the Bills' defense more than I like the Bills' offense over the Bengals' defense. Um, And that's what it comes down to for me. So I have the Bengals uh, moving on and uh, taking down the Bills' So then I've got Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. Said Tampa Tom has to win at least one playoff game. Well, he got his one, and uh, now he's going home. I think the Eagles are just way too much. They're the best team we've seen all year, uh, you know, throughout the season. Basically undefeated until, you know, Jalen Hurts started to get injured. Um, But we'll see. You know, he's got two more weeks now to rest and recover and uh, get over this injury. I think he'll be – Good to go by the time this game gets played. And uh, so, yeah, I like I like Philly there and a uh, pretty easy win again. Then moving on, I got the Vikings taking on the 49ers. I do agree with what you said, Austin, as to we don't know how Brock Purdy is going to hold up in a game like this. But I think I've seen enough of Kyle Shanahan, that offense, putting him in a position to – win games and making him comfortable. He's got all the confidence in the world right now. And uh, I think he's going to go into this game with that mindset. And I think that they're going to take down the Minnesota Vikings. I just think the offensive skill players are too much. I know you mentioned Justin Jefferson. I agree. He is the best player on the field when he's healthy. Um, but I just, I, I like the 49ers defense much more than I like the Vikings defense. And just the overall contribution from all their pieces. They're very versatile in what they can do. Um, you know, Debo, he'll line up all over the field. Kittle is a beast over the middle. Then you got Iuke on the outsides. You got Christian McCaffrey, who's going to line up all over the place. You got check. You got Brock Purdy, who can run it. You got a great O-line. I mean, I just think it's too much for the Vikings. And I think San Francisco moves on to the championship.
2: So coming out of round two, uh, we, all, we all unanimously took Kansas City. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty easy choice for each of us. Uh, we all had the Bengals versus the Bills in the other game, and we had two for the Bengals and then one for the Bills. And then on the NFC side, uh, all three of us took the Eagles, and then two of us took the Niners, and Austin took the Vikings. So then moving into the conference championship games, I had the chiefs and the bills. Uh, And I think this is where Josh Allen kind of avenges his, his playoff loss to Kansas city. Uh, He's going to definitely want to come into that game with some heat after losing the coin toss and not getting the chance to, to come out and win that game last time. Uh, I think that he's just going to kind of come out, come on fire. And this is going to be that game where, you know, he sets the tone and helps himself move past that, that loss. So I got the the Bills coming out of the AFC. And then NFC Championship, uh, I know that the 49ers, we've talked about how good each of us have said that they've got a, a good defense. They've got amazing weapons all over the field. But still, I just don't think that anyone is eating, uh the great offensive line and, and offensive mindset that uh, Jalen Hurts has been bringing to that Eagles team. Uh, they've been just running up scores on everybody this season, playing real well all year long. So I've got the uh, the Eagles moving on. So I've got an Eagles Bills Super Bowl, which I, uh, I predicted way back when, and I am sticking to that at this moment.
1: So um, if Cincinnati were to move on, as Billy and I have predicted, who do you have winning that? Cincinnati or Chiefs? You can think about that. What well, we'll we'll get. I'll circle back to it after Billy and I all go. Right. Um, And I'll do the same with the 49ers since I don't have them in my bracket. Um, But for my bracket, I do have, um, like I just mentioned, Chiefs versus Cincinnati. And this is going to be another incredible AFC championship uh, rematch. I think that these are two of the most elite teams in the NFL for the foreseeable future. I don't think either of these teams will fall off in the next, you know, half decade at least. Probably, um, as long as their quarterbacks stay healthy, that is. Um, and this one, I've got the buzz saw continuing to buzz. Cincinnati moving on. Um, I I just I think that they want to get back and and win the Super Bowl after losing it last year uh, and it being such a close game, really. Um, they, they really look like they had a chance to to win it all the way down to the end and they're much improved this year. So um, I think this is the year that they they get another year that they get to it and we'll see how they do in it. Uh, and then in the NFC, I've got Philly versus the Vikings. And I think this one is just going to be too much for the Vikings to handle. in um, pre- the other two games, you know, that I've got the Vikings winning. I think there is a way you can, or at least, you know, a pretty close talent-wise advantage. Um, maybe not the Giants. The Giants actually are, are pretty outdone by the, the Vikings, but the 49ers versus the Vikings is a, is a pretty close team uh, roster-wise in terms of talent. I do think Philly, though, surely because that offensive line is going to dominate the the help dominate the defense. Patrick Pearson might be able to keep up with um, – brock purdy and you know use some that crafty veteran you know defensive play to to maybe get brock purdy a few times but i don't think he's going to be able to cover aj brown and Devontae smith and stop jalen hurts from unleashing hell on that viking secondary that's pretty weak so i've got philly moving on and i've got a
2: Bengals eagles super bowl so circling back to, to what you asked me, I, I think I'd have to agree that if uh, Cincinnati moves on, I think they do go back to the Super Bowl. I just like their their defense better than Kansas City's and also just some of their weapons. I mean, you gotta think, you've got think got Jamar Chase, who will be fully healthy by then, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, uh, and, you know, with Joe Burrow there and, and improving as he has all season. I think I like their chances a little bit to edge out Kansas City. I think right now uh, what I'm looking at would be Bengals versus Bills would be my ideal AFC championship game matchup this season.
1: Yeah, but they're just on the same side of the bracket. (laughs) And uh, I've got – I would have Philly beating the Niners. I think, like I said, the Vikings and the Niners, to me, I think is going to be such a close game. Like, I I really – that's a coin flip for me on who's going to win that. Um, So I think either way, Philly takes it. I don't think necessarily there's a huge – I don't think there's a big difference that one brings to the table that the other doesn't in terms of players, roster, and coaching. I think it's it's pretty washed there. So I got Philly moving on no matter what. What say you, Billy? Yeah. So in my final or my championship,
0: so I've got the Bengals and the uh, Chiefs. The Bengals have beaten the Chiefs three in a row, right, including last year's AFC Championship game. I don't like the fact that Kansas City's defense is not forcing any turnovers. That's what worries me, but I just don't know if I can see the Bengals beating the Chiefs four times in a row. It's 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 a tough decision. My I really want to go with the Bengals here, but I think I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid. That defense really scares me, but I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's a shootout that Pat Mahomes and his guys can win. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs against everything telling me to take the Bengals. I just think the Chiefs get it done. And then uh, 49ers, Eagles. Jeez, I, I picked the 49ers, right, to win the Super Bowl. I think they have the most talented roster in the NFL. But I think I have to go with the Eagles. Just the way they came out and played all year long, consistently, when Jalen Hurts was healthy at least, I mean, just it was was crazy what they were doing. And I think at the bank in Philly, you know, I think that defense is going to get to Brock Purdy this game. You know, I know I said I don't think he'd be rattled against the Vikings. Well, he was also at home. I think being on the road in this kind of environment with those crazy Philly fans, plus that defense all over the place, I mean, I just – I think the Eagles are too much in the end, so I've got a Chiefs and Eagles Super Bowl. Both the one seeds are very boring, but uh, that's how I see it playing out.
2: All right, so coming out of the uh, championship weekend – Uh, Over on the AFC side, all three of us actually have a different team uh, moving into the uh, Super Bowl. I took the Bills, Austin took the Bengals, and Billy took the Chiefs. And then all three of us went with the just absolute juggernaut Eagles team that we've been seeing all year. I feel like that was a pretty easy choice coming out of the NFC, for me at least. Uh, But moving into the Super Bowl, like I said, I've got Eagles and Bills. And, you know, I, I just got to keep rolling with my, my boys, the Eagles. Uh, that team, as we just keep saying, they, they've looked great all year long. Uh, Jalen Hurts, that connection he's developed so quickly with A.J. Brown, has been amazing all year. Uh, Devontae Smith is shifty on the outside. Miles Sanders has looked good when when the offensive line is giving them space to run the ball, Jalen Hurts can run it well, and I just think that they're going to edge out that that Bills team that doesn't have you know Vaughn Miller there getting pressure on Jalen. So uh, I've just got them moving on. So fly, Eagles, fly. Go get yourselves a Super Bowl. Now, I, I do think that that would be the case, uh, regardless of who they play, uh, whether it's the Bengals or the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think any of these teams are taking out the Eagles.
0: Give us a score prediction.
2: What do you got? So my score prediction for this game, it's going to be 31-24 Eagles.
1: Okay. Okay, for me, I've got an Eagles-Bengals matchup, and I have nothing against the city of Philadelphia. I have family that lives there i've been to a a world series game in philadelphia but i'm so sorry i think the philly or philly loses in the world series and in the super bowl absolute heartbreak for the uh the city of brotherly love but yeah i've got i've got cincy winning it all this year like i said they lost it last year i think they're they've got you know I think they've got revenge on their mind. I think they feel like they were gypped, you know, having to deal with that coin toss injury. Which, obviously, I think they're all, you know, more happy that Tamar Hamlin's alive than, you know, than potentially having to do a coin flip. But you can tell that they didn't think that the NFL decided the correct way to to go about deciding that. Um, as they they had two touchdown celebrations mocking the coin flip. Um, and I I like Joe Burrow more than I like Jalen Hurts. I like um, Joe Mixon more than I like Miles Sanders um, at receiver. It's closer, but I do like the Bengals receivers more than the Eagles receivers. And then defensively, that's where it's kind of gray. The Bengals have shown a lot more holes. Um, on their on their defense, especially that secondary, but they do have the ability to play at an elite level and you saw what they did against the Chiefs the last time they played them, just absolutely clamping them down. So I think uh they'll have the the mindset and the ability to go do that. So I've got Cincinnati winning it. Score prediction, what you got? So this one I would expect to be a pretty high scoring game, I think um I'm gonna take, Cincinnati, 34 over Philly, 28. All right. So I've got the Eagles and the Chiefs,
0: both number one seeds, home field advantage all the way throughout. For me, this comes down to a battle of the defenses. You know, I like Patrick Mahomes over Jalen Hurts, obviously, but then you look at what you got on the outside, right? A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, I'll take that all day long over – all the Chiefs receivers, right? You know, the the Chiefs offensive line has struggled a little bit throughout the year. The Eagles offensive line has not. And you look at the defense, the Eagles defense is just leaps and bounds better than the Chiefs defense. That's what it comes down to for me. I think it'll be the Eagles avenging their World Series loss for the city of Philadelphia. And I'm going to take the Eagles, let's say 38 to 30. So that's my that's my prediction 38 30 Eagles take it over the Chiefs. That's how I see it. That's my prediction and uh, that's what I'm sticking with.
1: Yeah, so I guess right. two out of three predicting um, the Eagles then that's the the official tricky takes pick. Um, so our, our official bracket technically would have Cincinnati playing against um, the Eagles. Just because that's how the bracket worked out. Mm-hmm. Although the way, all three picked a different team being there. Um, it, it did work out with Cincy because Connor said that if Cincy were to be playing instead of the Chiefs, he'd have Cincy. So, so yeah, uh, our official bracket is Cincy versus Philly and Philly winning, which ironically none of us picked. I'm the only one who had Cincy versus Philly, and I picked it the other way. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are our. NFL playoff brackets, uh, we'll obviously keep updating them uh, as the season progresses. Uh, playoffs progress, we'll, we'll probably be posting who's the most accurate on the Twitter page throughout. So, you know, just be be watching out for that. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're all looking forward to the playoffs. You know, it's always a great time watching some high-level football going. You know, every game matters. And, you know, you, you see people pulling out all the stops. You know, we we might see some more crazy plays like the carousel we saw this weekend. So uh, that's one thing that I always love in the playoffs.
0: I think we've also just got a lot of good matchups in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I would say outside of the 49ers, Seahawks opening round. I mean, I think all the opening round games are going to be good games. Maybe besides, I don't know about Cincinnati and Baltimore, if – Lamar isn't playing, or the Bills, or maybe not. (laughs) Never mind, but (laughs) if everybody's healthy, these look like really good matchups. Yeah,
1: health is what matters here. (laughs) Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be really good, really fun, entertaining playoffs. And uh, Yeah, but anyway, you guys want to hit on the national championship a little bit since that was last night?
2: (laughs) yeah uh well we all we all predicted the outcome i don't think any of us predicted it that crazy uh but honestly i didn't even watch the second half of that game because georgia just absolutely dominated on every aspect uh you know i I expected dominance from georgia but not not quite uh, 65 to 7 i think was final 62 to 7. it was just an absolute blowout and you know we saw why Georgia was just the better team. Uh, they've been probably the best team in college football all year long. And, you know, they, they just continued to prove that last night.
0: Yeah. I mean, Ohio state really did a number to TCU pissing off Georgia like that. Uh, <laughs> so we can blame that one on Ohio state or getting Georgia fired up for this game. But I mean, it is what it is. You look at the roster. There's no way that those two teams should be on the same field, really. TCU is full of a bunch of three three star guys and you know, mid four stars with a couple transfers thrown in. Georgia's just straight four and five stars, just a well oiled machine. I mean, they've they've basically replicated the Alabama model, and they're they're doing it better than Alabama did right now. I mean, that's just how it is, and. Georgia's going to continue to roll. They've got another crazy recruiting class coming in. Um, they've just got a lot of dudes. It's going to be interesting if Stetson Bennett does not come back, assuming he does not come back, <laughs> um, find another way to find some more eligibility. Uh, what they're going to do at quarterback next year, they've got a couple young guys. Um, Brock Vandegrift was a true freshman this year. He was a five-star. Then they also got um, Carson Beck, who is a four-star, whos a 4 star has been there a few years. So it'll be interesting to see where they go at quarterback. Um, but they're just going to continue to reload. Where they're so dominant is in the trenches, and they continue to recruit at a very high level there. And so they'll continue to win those battles in the trenches, which is what you got to do, especially in a league like the FCC. And basically what we've seen ever since the playoffs, college football playoffs have started, is that if you can win the trenches in the SEC, you can win the trenches across the entire country. So uh, that's going to be a key for them. And uh, so I guess the main question will be where they go from here uh, at the quarterback position, if that pans out or not.
1: Yeah, I like what you said about them just being, you know, that following that, that Alabama model and doing it even better and being such a well-willed machine since the start of last season, they have won more national championships than they have lost games. Uh, with that being two national championships <laughs> and one lost game. Uh, so, so pretty incredible stuff that they're doing over there. Um, We'll see how, it, like how it, it holds up, um, you know, under a new quarterback, you got to think Stetson Bennett was a big reason for those but i don't think he was the only reason they're
0: just gonna reload man they 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 recruit at an extremely high level
1: yeah there's a reason that they're sitting atop the uh too early way too early uh rankings right now yeah.
0: here oh, we no. go <laughs> alabama just signed their best class ever really oh yeah <laughs> i knew it was a good one i didn't know it was alabama, best ever. when it comes to national rankings alabama was one georgia's two Texas actually just hopped Miami, took over the three spot. Miami's at four, basically because Miami pays everybody a million dollars that wants to come yep. there. Yep. And then I'm trying to think of who's at five. I can't remember. Classic
2: Miami.
0: I think LSU might be at five.
2: Well, Miami has been yeah. doing that for years. So they're used to it. It's
0: just the world of college football, man. It's pay to play. Florida had a guy today. Uh, this is the second time he's done this in two months now. Current player on the roster. Threatened to enter the transfer portal, so uh, they increase the NIL for him and convince them to stay. And that's just how it is, man. Every off is going to be free agency for, for college football guys. Really, I mean, the smart thing to do is if you have a good freshman season, throw your name in the transfer portal, see what you can get. Yeah, not, definitely. You increase your your value from the school that you were attending, and you stay in the situation you're in with more money. So it's ridiculous. It's got to get. Under some kind of regulation at some point, but the NCAA has no backbone and will never do that. So I'm glad the players be- are getting paid. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I am I'm too happy about it, but I do think it needs to be uh, reined in uh, sort of. The issue Dude, I think is, it
2: needs to be capped and
0: all that. The issue is so it's name, image, and likeness, right? It's not really getting used like that, right? That's the issue. <laughs> it's basically pay to play right now instead of hey come to this school and we'll set you up with these companies they'll pay you you know for autograph signings or you know ads or whatever you know let's come to this school here's what you get you know so and there's so many i guarantee you there's so many clauses and everything in these deals that these guys are going to never see the money that they expect to see yeah because they're 18 year olds and don't know what they're looking at when they look at a contract you know and so
2: Um, now, are they allowed to have agents now that help them with that? I haven't looked into it.
0: I think technically, yeah, you can have NIL representation. I don't know if it's like actually an agent or not, uh, but that's that's just the whole thing. I mean, there's there's so many loopholes and so many different things that the NCAA hasn't even thought of that schools are starting to do. Um, so it'll be interesting just to see. I mean, but the NCAA, like I said, has no backbone. They are getting a new president here. In the first half of this new year so maybe this guy will come in but it's just it's just the wild west right now
1: yeah sports really just have a history of finding a way to to get players money to do things in whatever way possible one of my favorite um stories about this is in major league baseball you're not allowed to like have incentives for player like milestones for them to hit or anything like that um so I believe it was the Yankees. Or this is the main one that I remember. was The Yankees wanted, or a Rob wanted some kind of incentive to reach like 600 home runs or 3,000 hits or whatever the milestone was. I believe it was the home runs one. But there was no like way to write that in the contract of like, oh, you get a bonus when you hit your 600th home run. So what they found a way to do is write it so that if he hits his 600th home run, the Yankees will pay A-Rod to market the 600th home run. Like it's just like some easy loophole of like, oh, we're not paying you for the home run you hit, we're paying you for the marketing rights for it or something done like that. It's like, you know, they're gonna figure, ways are going to be figured out, figured out to play pair, to pay players money whatever way possible. Mm-hmm. And um, getting that under regulation is going to be very difficult for the NCAA.
2: Yeah. I mean, it has always been difficult for him. I mean, I can think of an Alabama player, Julio uh, Jones. He was between Florida State and Alabama. And the reason he picked Alabama was because we gave him an Escalade and gave his mom a job. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they, they, there's always been ways that they've been finding a, a loophole in it. It's just you know, now it's a bit wilder even, and they can do it. It right out in the open, so we're seeing a bit more of it these days. So it's kind of interesting to see what they're going to do to kind of curb some of this.
0: Yeah, it's – I mean, I'm excited to talk about that a little more as the, we get into the off season, because that's kind of my – bread and motor is college football. So I'm excited to talk about that for sure and, and get more into that and kind of just see where the landscape of college football goes because right now I don't think it's very a very positive impact on on college football with the whole NIL situation because I think you will start to see you know just kids just nickel and diamond for every penny that people have you know and you know it's just I don't know it takes the fun out of college football for me I think.
2: Well, not only that, it hurts some of the smaller schools that don't have the boosters that can afford to pay some of the the kids that might be a you know a local in a smaller area that would want to play for their hometown college. Like they're not going to go do that when they can go to, you know, an Ohio state of Texas, a Georgia and make, you know, a million and a half to, to play college football. Yeah, especially so it's going to hurt. Especially
1: coming out of low income families.
2: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: The thing.
0: I mean, taking these kids from some of the socioeconomic statuses that they are in, you know, as a high school recruit, um, just waving a dollar bill in front of their yeah, face. Yeah, really, that's mm-hmm. what it is. And the other, rare, the other stupid thing about it all to me is that, you know, these are 17-, 18-year-old kids. There's no guarantee that they pan out, you know. <laughs> and so guaranteeing these kids, you know, 500K and a new car is just, you know, it's just ridiculous, man. So, but anyways, moving on. There is some baseball news we wanted to talk about real quick. So One of the big things, Carlos Correa, if you've been following that at all, was a free agent this year, shortstop from the Twins, originally agreed to sign with the San Francisco Giants for, what was it, 11 years, 260 or something like that. Ended up falling through due to a physical. Then he, he parlays that into a nine-year, $200 million contract with the New York Mets, well imagine, well, imagine that the Mets doctors find the same thing. Carlos Correa, he's got an issue with his knee. Um, also, I know you, believe, you said that he had surgery on it in the minors and re-aggravated it last year, so we're not sure exactly what the injury is, but it's something with uh, a knee. And uh, so now it looks like He may be going back to the Minnesota Twins after all. And what was the final numbers on
1: that? Six
2: years, two hundred million is what I saw.
1: Yeah, six years, two hundred million. And the numbers on the first two contracts, by the way, I I thought you were a little bit low on those, but I wanted to get them in front of me. Uh, The Giants one was thirteen years, three hundred and fifty million (laughs) dollars. I was way off. Yeah. yeah, and then the Mets was twelve years, three hundred and fifteen million dollars, and he opted out. The original one he opted out of was two years, seventy point two million. So that's what he opted out of, and then those are the the two contracts that got uh you know waived off because of the the knee injury or yeah you know, that's that's what it, that's what it supposedly is. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. come out directly, but that's kind of what's like been leaked. They,
0: to... they can't necessarily talk about it, until... Right. He's actually signed. But, yeah, there's so many shortstop signings this offseason, I can keep the numbers straight in my head. But, um, yeah, so that's interesting there. See if that actually pans out for him. Um, It must be
1: fairly serious if, you know. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, they're guaranteeing this, man. Because in baseball contracts, it's not like a football contract where if you get hurt and you're on IR, you're making a lot less money. In baseball, you're just making the money. It doesn't matter if you're hurt or not. It doesn't matter if you retire after the you know second year or whatever, Um, or I guess retiring is different. But if you um you know were to to be DFA'd or or let go or something, um, it's a guaranteed contract. So you definitely want to have a guy who doesn't have a pretty um, reaggravatable. Is that a word? We'll make it one. Yeah. And um
0: agitatable knee. And, and, there you go. An injury with <laughs> an a high risk
1: knee. of re-aggravating. An <laughs> okay. You get what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, I understand why they want to do their due diligence and make sure that they're not just throwing money to a guy to sit on his couch.
2: Well, especially the Mets. I mean, they're still paying Bobby Benilla. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, he hadn't played a game since the 90s, I believe. Um, I, I early two thousands, late nineties,
0: maybe the early two yeah, thousands, late nineties, into the early two thousands. Um, but yeah, I think the Orioles are also still paying Chris Davis. Yep, they are. Yeah, um,
1: I think is Arod still getting paid by the Yankees? I think he might even still be. He wasn't I think at least last until year. Might have been his last year. I yeah, think. I think
2: last year ended it. Um,
0: yeah, we've seen definitely some baseball contracts go awry. So yeah, I totally understand. You know, these teams aren't going around chump change, signing a guy for the league minimum. You know, this is yeah. a 13-year investment for $350 million that you want to see a return on. So,
1: um, A six-year, $200 million deal, though. So it, he's aged, I want to say he's aged 28 right now, if I'm remembering that correctly. From I when we believe so. This. so. He's getting about 35. So yeah, so that's, yeah. that's a rough age to be a free agent. It is.
0: So, but yeah, so that's the situation with Carlos Correa. Other big news coming out of baseball recently, if you're a baseball fan, you know about this. Trevor Bauer initially was suspended two full seasons by the MLB commissioner for um a sexual assault allegation. Since then, he has been found not guilty in a criminal court, and uh, so now he has been reinstated by the MLB. He was with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to release him. And so now it'll kind of be a bidding war. Well, not really a bidding war, but Trevor Bauer's choice of which team that he wants to sign to now. I know we all made some predictions and tweeted it out. Um, So just hit those real quick. Connor, who was your prediction? Uh, I
2: picked the Rangers.
0: The Rangers have been big spenders. I believe Trevor Bauer, he has to be signed for
1: the league minimum. Is that correct, Freed? I don't know if it's a has to. Um, I know he can because the the Dodgers still owe him like their that twenty million dollar salary or whatever it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll see what team wants to take that PR risk. Yeah. It's not necessarily quite like the Deshaun Watson um situation because while well, Deshaun Watson also was not found guilty in you know a criminal court. Deshaun Watson had several civil suits that went you know, against him and he paid a lot of them off and stuff like that. So it, it just looks a lot worse. Whereas Trevor Bauer firmly denied went to a court and the, the woman's accusations doesn't necessarily hold any water and he was found innocent and, you know, he served his time. I, I think it's right for him to be playing major league baseball again, in my opinion. um, So I am excited to see, what team goes out and gets him. We asked you guys on Twitter uh, what you guys thought, and we also had our internal discussions before we tweeted that. And uh, Texas is the big winner. So, yeah, I think that's – that's I like, I like that opportunity for him. Uh, it would be the best pitching rotation in baseball most likely <laughs> if they were to get uh, Trevor Bauer and then already star-studded rotation with Doug DeGrom at the head of it. Yeah, so I did look it up. If Bauer
0: does sign with a new team – he would receive the league minimum, which at this time is 720000 That would then be deducted from the 22.5 that the Dodgers owe him for 2023. So that's how the situation would go if he does sign uh, with the team this offseason. My prediction for for Bauer will be the Houston Astros. Um, he, you know He has talked openly about how he despises the Houston Astros organization but they do need a replacement for losing Justin Verlander. They, you know, they got some good young guys there. They got Framber Valdez and Christian Javier. Um, But I think there's still one pitcher away. They revamped the offense this offseason, getting Jose Abreu in there. Obviously, they still have Jordan, Kyle Tucker, Altuve, Bregman. You know, they've got a star-studded lineup. I think they need, you know, that one dominant ace that's going to go out there. But, I mean, who knows what we're going to see with Trevor Bauer when he comes back. Uh, you know he hasn't faced MLB hitters. He's been striking out uh King of JUCO a lot. Yeah. <laughs> since, uh, since he has been suspended, but obviously and a, lot of, a lot of high schoolers
1: is, as well. Yeah,
0: obviously King of JUCO is making videos on TikTok and not hitting uh, off big league pitchers. So I think the Astros will will try to get him to sign. Not sure if that'll happen or not, but. That's my prediction for now. So, my actual prediction of Phillies. Yeah, I would
1: hate that. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. That's why I'm predicting it. I (laughs) I would hate it so much. I I love torture.
2: Yep. Well, we are all sports fans, so we all love torture a little bit. That's right.
1: We all play fantasy football. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: But obviously, you know, there's been some coaching carousels. Going on in the NFL, we're gonna get on that next week in the pod. Let that develop a little bit more. Also, get that first round of playoffs under our belt. So we're gonna talk about that next week. Last thing we did want to hit on, wrap up the tricky fifty. Um,
1: so yeah. So go ahead, Freed. Um, I figured I'd I'd kind of outro the tricky fifty as it was my uh, child that I birthed (laughs) um, out of. Just boredom one week. I decided to throw <laughs> together this this little game, and it ended up sticking. And we had a lot of, uh, a lot of fun with it. Um, this week, since um, you were the host, Billy, if you want, I'll let you recap the scores. But I just wanted to say thanks to everybody for um, you know, letting us know uh, you know, giving us some feedback and helping us improve the the tricky fifty as a whole. And uh, we're going to be, you know, taking a break from it. Obviously, I don't think we're going to do it for any sort of like fantasy baseball or anything like that. So it'll be, it'll be on hold until next year, but um, there's no guarantee we bring it back, but I think it's likely we will Um, maybe slightly modified. We're not sure, but um, thanks everybody. You know, if you have any ideas, let us know, please. We're all ears for that. But uh, without further ado, Billy, why don't you tell us how the last week went down and how the final standings. Yeah, also, real
0: quick, want to say, you know, thanks to all the guests that made appearances on the Tricky 50 or helped us out with that. Also, send us ideas for other types of games like this, not just involving the Tricky 50, but other things that we can kind of incorporate uh, into the pod. We're open to all those ideas. So, like Austin said, I was the host this final week. Austin bid on, let's see, one, two, three, four, five guys, starting off with Jared Stidham, who he hit with. Very close margin, but he won. He took Jared Stidham for 15 points, and he just cleared with 15.76. So, nice job there from Freed. Then you got Devontae Smith, who he bid 13 on, came up just short at 10.2. Also took Jarek McKinnon, who had been going off lately. Took him for 11 points. Even though he scored, only ended up with 7.6. Cole Komet had a good week. Austin bid seven for him, and he ended up turning out 13-7, so that's another hit for Freed. Then Kate Auten, he took for 3.8, only scored one point, bringing Austin's total to 22 points. Connor had four guys uh, he bid on. Carson Wentz at the time was planning to start. Obviously, that did not happen, so he gets – no points for, no points against uh, for a DNP from Carson Wentz. Then DK with a bit of a disappointing week. Connor bid 12.5 for him. He only turned out 5.5, so obviously not a hit there. Then you had DeAndre Swift, who Connor bid 12 points on, just cleared at 12.1, nearly the perfect bid. Good job, Connor. Then Josh Kelly bid 4.1, only had 2.9, giving him 12 points. For the week, obviously, I got the points from the differences, so I got three from Devontae Smith. Sorry, 2.8 from Devontae Smith, 3.4 from Jerick McKinnon, 2.8 from Kate Otten, 7 points from DK Metcalf, and 1.2 for Josh Kelly. So my total for the week was 17.2. The final standings, I did end up holding off Connor for the win, 263.06. Connor came in second at 243.72. And Austin finally cleared 200. He is at 210-24. So that is how we wrapped up. I took home the first championship, if you will, taking home the hardware uh, for the first Tricky 50. I think that's about it for this episode, guys. Uh, we got a big weekend coming up. A lot of playoff football going on. So, uh, yeah, we're going to definitely be tuned in. And uh, good luck to all y'all's teams. And that's about it for us, guys. Hope you all have a good weekend. Take care. Watch some football.
1: Love you guys.